in the name of the crucified and risen Christ. Amen. Hey. Good morning. I know you were probably expecting something a little more exuberant. Something along the lines of, Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. But we started the service that way, which I loved. Plus, we just heard the angels say it in the gospel. Well, not the Alleluia, but he is risen. I decided I'd rather start with Jesus. Those who know me know I often decide that. Besides, his first words on Easter morning, his first words are pretty remarkable. Good morning. I know that's not what the text says. It says, greetings, with an exclamation point added. The older versions of the scripture have Jesus say, hail, also with an exclamation point. That sounds a bit more like what we'd expect. But just a little research reveals that upon seeing the women as they're leaving the tomb, what Jesus says was what you or I would say, running into a friend on the street. Hail, probably closer to, hey. Greetings, just a glorified translation of good morning. That alone must have unnerved the women. And these are seriously tough women. Unlike the other disciples, the women witnessed the crucifixion. The men went into hiding after Jesus' arrest. These women stayed all the way through, waiting even after Jesus was dead, waiting until Joseph of Arimathea took the body down from the cross and laid it in his own new tomb and rolled the stone into place. These women could handle a lot. What threw them, and I expect throws us, is the very idea of the man they saw tortured and murdered, alive and greeting them as if it is an ordinary day. Hey, good morning. No wonder the translators jazzed it up. But the power is in Jesus' straightforward words. The notion of resurrection, of Jesus raised from the dead, and the claim that his resurrection is the promise and the assurance of our own, is outlandish, extreme, inconceivable to us. We all know that our days are numbered, though thankfully the exact calculation eludes us. When those we love die, we often wish there had been a few more days, or a few more months, or a few more years. Many here today come with fresh or reawakened grief that makes the flowers and songs more an occasion for tears than delight. I get that. But what Jesus wants us to get 
is that God refuses to be bound by our calculus. All this week, we've been delighted by the sudden blooming color of the magnolias, cherry trees, and forsythia. Now we know they'll bloom, they always do, but when the blossoms burst forth, it still surprises us, still awes us. We know how babies are born, or most of us here do. Yet when a loved child is healthily birthed into this world, or adopted children are welcomed into their parents' arms for the first time, it still feels astonishing. Because in a clearly broken world, bursting beauty and new life born from love is astonishing. You see, some of God's love and grace is built into the seasons of the earth and sometimes the seasons of our lives. But we think that's as far as it goes. Sure, we hope and pray that God's faithfulness and maybe a little bit of our own will get us through the hard days. But even when we are grateful for a death that ends terrible suffering or terrible sin, we still feel like death has the last word every time. Until Jesus says, good morning. Hey, the women, those stalwart, steadfast women fall to the ground at that point and worship him. They've never done that before. It is, by the way, the right response. But Jesus tells them to get up and go tell the others, which is to say the disciples still hiding in a locked room somewhere in Jerusalem, to also get up and to go to Galilee. He plans to meet them there. If we wrote the story, we would, as someone once suggested, probably have Jesus turning up in front of Pilate with a few questions of his own. We might have him go to the high priest's palace and pronounce some judgments on the one who judged him. But thankfully, God is in charge, not us. Judgment and payback are our categories, not God's. God would far rather have those who attempt to love God, even if haplessly and sometimes half-heartedly, God would far rather have those know that love matters most, matters eternally, and death does not win. So where does he want to meet them? Galilee. Galilee, where Jesus was raised. Galilee, where Peter, Andrew, James, and John, and all the rest first heard Jesus' call. Galilee, where Jesus cured Mary Magdalene. The place where they each first knew the love of God. In the midst of what seemed to them ordinary, predictable lives, because that's where the transformation begins. Jesus, the risen Christ, wants to meet you here 
today in your real life. But if you meet him and hear him calling your name or perhaps saying good morning, that will not be the end of it. Because when you encounter the living Christ, whether in the Eucharist we will soon share, in your prayers, walking down the street, or bent over in sorrow, your life will change. Love without end does that. Jesus starts where we are, always, but he never leaves us there, not ever. God's love for us took Jesus to the cross willingly to take into his body the consequences of the pain and sin and all the deadening calculations that so mar human life. That same love overcame sin's death-dealing power and raised Jesus from the grave. God's inexhaustible love promises us that we too shall know eternal life at the end of our days, but also right now. Because if death is not the last word, we can live differently, taking risks we never thought possible, unbolting the doors where we hide, whether from ourselves or from those we judge or fear, taking the assurance of new and everlasting life into our dealings with our families, our colleagues, our city, nation, and world. As we become braver than we thought possible, more hopeful than seems reasonable, and more loving than seems wise, the image of Christ, the very image of Christ, will become visible in us in you and in me. Now that, I think, is worth shouting about. So I'm going to start, but I'm pretty confident you know the response. Alleluia! Christ is risen! Alleluia! Alleluia indeed. Amen. Amen.